0: Chapter 16, What Did You Expect? And He Will Be Called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God. Isaiah 9 6. Why didn't the whole world line up and worship the baby Jesus, celebrating the fact that God had come all the way from heaven down here to rescue His people? I mean, it only makes sense, right? Jesus made the world. He sang everything into being that is or ever has been. Without Him, we don't have a world. We don't have us. When God came down, the whole of humanity should have dropped what they were doing to find Him and praise Him, but almost no one did. The fact is, most of the people who were living when Jesus was born just didn't realize it was Him. They missed it. They didn't realize that their Maker had come to save them. They didn't understand that the one who loves them like no other had arrived to rescue them from themselves. God kept his promise to come into the world, and everyone simply ignored it, going on about their day as if nothing out of the ordinary had happened. Everyone, that is, except a couple of people who wouldn't miss it for the world. One of the coolest characters in the whole Christmas story is a man people don't usually know very much about. He doesn't make it into the nativity sets, which is fine since he wasn't there in Bethlehem the night Jesus was born. Although, it should be pointed out, that doesn't stop us including the wise men, and they definitely weren't there on the night of the first Christmas. This little-known Christmas character doesn't show up in the carols or in the plays put on by little kids in bathrobes on Christmas Eve. His name was Simeon, and he was an old man who loved God's people, and as Luke tells us, Was waiting on the consolation of Israel. God had not spoken to his people through a prophet in 400 years. But when the time of Jesus' birth drew near, strange things started happening all over the place. It was as if heaven and earth were beginning to collide at breakneck speed, with angels invading dreams, prophetic constellations appearing in the night sky, and impossible children being conceived. The Father was sending the Son from heaven to earth, and the Holy Spirit poured into the hearts of certain people so that the Son would have a welcoming party when He arrived. Old and barren Elizabeth and her unborn baby John were both filled with the Holy Spirit when they praised and danced in joy for Jesus. Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit when he sang about his son John, who would lead people's hearts toward the One who was like a rising sun coming to us from heaven to shine on those living in darkness. And the Holy Spirit was on this man called Simeon, who was eagerly waiting for God to show up and take care of his people. Simeon had received a special message straight from God's Spirit, which said that he wouldn't die before he saw the Lord's Messiah. Can you imagine what that must have been like? The first promise of the Messiah came to Adam and Eve, and then to Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and Judah. Job talked about him, Moses talked about him, and David talked about him. Isaiah, Jeremiah, Daniel, Hosea, and so many others prophesied about the Messiah. There were songs about him and prayers about him. God's people had been holding out hope that the Messiah would come to save them for thousands of years, and so far he had not come. For some people, I imagine the legend was probably so old and tired that the Messiah was like a fairy tale, a story too good to be true. For others, the hopes and the dreams of this Messiah who would come were like pain medicine parents and preachers poured out on the wounds of the suffering and the sad. But for others... These stories and songs were as fresh and full of fire as they were on the days they were first uttered and sung. A king was coming from heaven, and he would make everything right. Simeon was an old man who was ready to lay this life down. He had walked with God and was getting ready to leave this world when a spark lit in his old heart. An old ember of hope started to smolder, and the Holy Spirit fanned it into a flame. Simeon, he said, you're going to see the Messiah before you die. (laughs) Simeon must have felt like a little kid again. Did he run? Did he dance? Did he sing and cry with joy? He was going to see the Messiah with his own eyes. The long wait was over, and the time of joy was upon them. He must have been completely overwhelmed with a childlike celebration at the thought of seeing the Messiah. And then it hit him. What would the Messiah look like? Would he be tall and powerful with a commanding eye, surrounded by fell warriors like David's mighty men of old? Would he be decked out in armor, astride a glorious warhorse, Or would he be carried in on a throne among thousands of attendants in worship? Would the sheer force of his power and magnificence make the world take a collective gasp and then bow? We're talking about the king of the universe here, God in the flesh. Surely, surely, he would be a spectacle to behold. Surely his limitless might would be on display. Right? Right? The Holy Spirit woke Simeon early one morning with the words God's people had been collectively hoping to hear for millennia. Get up. Today's the day. The Messiah is going to the temple today. My guess is that Simeon was smiling ear to ear as he got dressed in his finest robe and his best sandals. I bet he didn't eat any breakfast. How could he? Who could eat at a time like this? I bet he sang loudly to himself as he grabbed his trusty old staff and headed out of his house to walk that worn, familiar path to the temple. Surely his neighbors wondered at the blistering look of sheer happiness on the face of the old man singing his way down the street. Simeon's mind was reeling with images of kingly power as he hurried into the temple courts, but there was no procession. He looked around, straining to see the man who embodied all the power of God. But there were no warriors, no horses, no fanfare, no king. Who knows how long Simeon waited that day before the Holy Spirit finally whispered one more time, Psst, Simeon, here he comes. Simeon's heart raced as he frantically looked around, watching the entrance with bated breath. All of a sudden, in walked a couple of poor and ragged teenagers, maybe 13 or 14 years old, and carrying a baby. Simeon was confused, wondering what he had missed, when I guess the Spirit finally told him, "'It's the baby. The Messiah is the baby.'" This is all speculation, of course, but I imagine great hot tears spilling out of Simeon's old eyes onto his wrinkled face and white beard as he gave a great laugh, mostly at himself, and said, Of course, a baby. The joy was too much now. It burst all through Simeon's heart and overflowed into a great big laugh that filled the temple courts. He ran over to Joseph and Mary, asked to hold the baby, and he cried and he sang and he laughed. The Messiah had finally come. After all these years, Isaiah said he would be called the mighty God. Simeon thought that meant the Messiah would come in power and glory, ready to smite their enemies and rule the world. But... Real power doesn't always show off like that. Real power behaves differently. It turns out that the mightiest thing God could do was to pour all of himself into a single human cell and then grow and be born as a tiny, helpless baby. The mighty God had become weak. The one who could do anything had become a tiny person who couldn't even keep his eyes open. And we are all weak, helpless, and desperately in need of rescue. The Mighty One has entered into our weakness. He has become like us in order to rescue us.